Hello, this is Patrick Ball. How are you on this fine day? Welcome to On The Fly, a podcast about whatever comes to mind, really. In this episode, Easter Traditions. It's Easter morning. Will you join the children in scouring their yards for plastic eggs and filling baskets with chocolate bunnies? Have you ever wondered why we do such strange things? According to an article in the online newsletter Mental Floss by Stacy Conrad, pagan rituals and old superstitions mostly. Here are some of the reasons behind a few of our Easter traditions. Number one, dyeing Easter eggs. The tradition of decorating eggs may go back to the ancient pagans. It's easy to see why eggs represent rebirth and life, so associating them with spring and new growth isn't much of a stretch. To celebrate the new season, it's said that people colored eggs and gave them to friends and family as gifts. When Christians came along, they likely incorporated the tradition into their celebrations. According to some legends, Mary Magdalene could be responsible for our annual trek to the store to buy egg dyeing kits. As the story goes, Mary brought eggs with her to Jesus' crucifixion, and blood from his wounds fell on the eggs, coloring them red. Number two, the Easter bunny. At first glance, it's hard to imagine what a giant rabbit has to do with a religious holiday. But according to Time magazine, the tradition again dates back to the pagans. They celebrated a goddess of fertility named Yoster. And you may recall that fertility is a trait rabbits are most famous for. It's thought that German immigrants brought their tradition of an egg-laying hare named Osterhase to the U.S. in the 1700s. Oh, by the way, what do you call a parade of rabbits hopping backward? A receding hairline. (laughs) Number three, hollow chocolate bunnies. Now that we know why Easter is associated with rabbits, chocolate bunnies kind of make sense. But why are so many of them hollow inside? According to the R.M. Palmer Company, one of the oldest makers of chocolate bunnies in the United States, The empty insides are just in consideration of your teeth. If you bit down on a larger size chocolate bunny and it was solid chocolate, it would be like a brick. You'd be breaking teeth. According to Mark Schlott, Executive Vice President of Operations at Palmer Company, he told Smithsonian Magazine in 2010. Of course, there's also the wow factor. Candy makers can make an enormous, more impressive-looking bunny for a reasonable price if there's nothing inside. Number four, Easter baskets. If you tilt your head and squint a little, 
at an Easter basket, especially one stuffed with fake shredded grass, you might see its origins as a nest. Remember the German Osterhase tradition? Well, there's more to it. To encourage this mythical bunny to stop by their houses, children would fashion nests for it to come and lay its colored eggs. Over time, the nests evolved into baskets. Number five, Easter fashion parades. There's an old superstition that wearing new clothes on Easter means good luck for the rest of the year. It has something to do with rebirth and renewal, but mostly it sounds like a made-up marketing excuse to go shopping. Fancy new finery deserves to be seen for more than 60 minutes during Easter services. In the mid-1800s, worshipers in New York arranged themselves into a little post-church fashion show as they left their Fifth Avenue churches. The tradition continues today. Number six, sunrise services. As the story goes, Mary opened Jesus' tomb at dawn on Easter morning to find it empty. In honor of that occasion, many churches hold services at sunrise so churchgoers can experience the event as it happened. The first sunrise service on record was held in 1732 in Saxony, now Germany, by a group of young men. The entire congregation attended early morning ceremony the following year, and soon the sunrise service caught on across the country. By 1773, sunrise services had spread to the United States. The first was held in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And finally, number seven, Easter ham. Believe it or not, even that juicy ham on your dining room table dates back to pagan rituals honoring spring and the goddess Yoster. According to Bruce Craig, the tradition goes back to at least the 6th century Germany, the founder of culinary historians of Chicago. Hunters often slaughtered hogs in the forest in the fall, then left them to cure all winter. The pork was one of the only meats ready to go for spring celebrations. As with other pagan rituals, Christianity adopted the tradition for its own needs as the religion spread. Well, there you have it. So get out. Don your new spring outfit. Have your own sunrise service. Meet with your friends, dye a few eggs, and enjoy your ham dinner. Oh, and don't forget to look around for that chocolate bunny. Happy Easter. I'm Patrick Paul. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you in the next episode.